Welcome back. Uh, today we got episode two. Uh, in the first episode, we covered what happened in the 2022 season. Uh, in this episode, we'll be covering what we think the forecast is going to look like heading into the 2023 fall. What we think some of the records are going to be of the top top six teams that we covered in last episode. Guelph, Queens, Laurier, Western, Brock, Waterloo is who we're going to be having most of our focus on heading into this season due to where they finished last year, all being teams that were playoff contenders. Once week one's match results come out, we'll be having an episode kind of recapping what happened that week, and that's when potential teams can pull up some wins like Trent, Mac, Toronto, RMC, etc. Um, so stay tuned for those. All right. Let's start our chats here. Obviously, we talked about their schedules in last episode. Uh, and, you know, some teams that were in the playoffs last year got a super good draw heading into this fall. Um, obviously, you got the teams that have been doing super well in the past couple of seasons since COVID, being Guelph and uh, Queens. Obviously, Laurier making their first finals appearance ever last season. So, with not many losses to their roster, Laurier is one of those teams where they can be looking to have another good year. Western pulls a pretty tough draw for their season schedule, playing five of the six playoff teams, and they're the sixth one anyway. So they have to play every playoff team from last year. So that'll be interesting for them. We'll talk more about that. Brock pulls a great draw, having only really Queens and Western to play. Um, You know, they lose their big three like we talked about last episode. So I think... For them, their season opener against McMaster, who McMaster's a good side, don't get me wrong. They just lost Cole Brown, but still have good guys in Aiden Meldoon and Dyer. You know, there's there's some still some weapons there. So we'll talk more about Brock's schedule, and then Waterloo, Waterloo tough draw, kind of like Western. You know, you you got a lot of playoff teams from last year in your regular season schedule so let's let's take a deeper dive into each team's individual all right we'll start from you know kind of we'll start from the top who we think will have a good season so we look at queens and guelph here I have them both either going 5-1 and one or 6-0. and oh. They play each other in regular season, and that game is going to be a complete coin flip, if I'm being completely honest. I think, I think Guelph has a good record against all the other teams that they've played uh, in this regular season. Uh, 
you know, I think they have a good track record against Laurier, um, and who is their season opener, and it was last year, and it was them in the finals last year. So I think, I think Guelph can handle Laurier. I think Queens can handle Laurier as well. A, a hiccup last year. Stop talking about that. I think it's going to be a battle between who will finish six and zero between Queens and Guelph at Nixon Field. Moving on, we got Laurier. I got them four and two with losses to Queens and Guelph. They win out the rest of the year. You know, I think. Yes, they are. I believe they are keeping a majority of the same team as last year. So yes, they'll be. They'll have good chemistry and whatnot. But I think. The young dynamic of Queens and Guelph, some new faces that potentially didn't see as much time last year due to either injury or not being played. Um, you'll see some fresh faces for Queens, and you'll see some fresh faces uh, for Guelph. You know, Brendan Black on the IR all year last year comes in in the semifinals against Western, massive impact, went away at London come back to the OUA finals good impact in that game go off to nationals great impact game winning tries and whatnot. you look at Queens Marcus Diaker you know first year player last year didn't see a lot of time and I'm sure that's going to change he had a great little spout with the under 20 Canada team he's been training well with uh, the Oakville Crusaders and I believe he went and had a little bit of fun out with the seven side in, uh, in BC. So he'll be a guy to watch as well heading into this fall. Moving on, you know, these are a little bit more of the underdog side. I got Western, you know, tough draw for them. I have them two and four. Maybe three and three. You know, I think their wins will come from, you know, those bottom bottom teams that are usually at the bottom every year. And I think their losses are going to be Laurier, Guelph, Queens. And then they have Brock and Waterloo. I think Brock will have a good year this year. They have a unbelievable draw of teams, which we'll talk about just in a second. But yeah, for Western, like two and four or three and three, uh, I think they either lose to Brock, Queens, Guelph, and Laurier, or they pull off that win against Brock and they finish three and three. Moving on to Brock, I think they're going to go four and two or five and one. Let's be real here. They have a season opener against McMaster, which I think will be a big tone setter for how their season's going to go. You know, they lost some big boys in their pack, but they still have skilled young backs. And their only real tough game comes from Queens. So their second loss, I think, is only going to be coming from if they have a hiccup against McMaster in that season opener. But if they get the tone set early in that season opener and they win it, I think they can carry some confidence in, and I think they can beat Western, if I'm being honest. Western lost 
a massive part of their squad in Colin Bryan, their organizer, their number 10. And I think that's going to be a big, big, big loss for Western heading into this fall. So we'll, we'll see. Waterloo, it's kind, of, it's kind of the same. You know, they, they had a tough they had a tough draw as well. I have them going two and four, losing to Queens, Guelph, Flory, Western. Uh, I think their schedule is super tough for kind of how they've been. Uh, last year they had an easier schedule and they finished really well. Um, so I guess that's kind of just how it flips over is, you know, you had that easier schedule last year. You get a little bit tougher one this year. See how you finish up uh, this fall and then they'll go from there. But that's that's kind of my forecast of the fall 2023. We'll go in and talk about some young players that we think should have the spotlight on them heading into this fall. Look around the league. What talent is coming in? And there's obviously veteran talent as well. But what is some of the younger talent around the league? You know, you look around. We talked about Marcus Diaker, Brendan Black. Laurier, you know, they kind of have some of their guys from last year. Mark Gilmore, Ben Foote, Curtis Buss, younger group. I don't know about many recruits that are going to Laurier, personally. Uh, Owen Williams from Guelph was class. Uh, I think for Western, they just put in a, a shift in their recruitment. They've probably posted about 50 new kids coming in. So that'll be interesting. You know, Glenn Schrouder's back for them. He was good last year. Um, I'll be interested to see, you know, kind of who steps up in that Western squad with a couple of big losses. Brock, Rion White, will be back. He had a good year last year. You know, they, I believe they still got guys like Nash Ramsey, just consistent good players. I think they lost Boyanga, but, you know, and Olsen. They lost Olsen, Boyanga. But they get Cumberford, who's been class, probably tearing up the Marshall for sure. He's been class for the Arrows Academy, you know. So he's going to be a massive addition to them. Waterloo's got Eustace. Kev O, I believe, still there. So I'll, I'll, I want to see how they do. I'm interested to see how Waterloo does. They, You know, last year they had probably an easier draft for their, their schedule. But it doesn't mean that they can't contend. I'm, I'm interested. You know, they, they lost to Laurier in the quarterfinals. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. See how the year goes. Guelph picked up uh, Taddy from uh, South Africa or University of Pretoria. He's uh, from Zimbabwe. Interested to see how he goes in this league. Obviously, Queens has like guys like Adam Doyle. Uh, Eric Godden's back. Um, you know, they got younger front row and Bauer Mercer. Neil Trainer's back. Um, Mike Chapman, 
So, obviously, good team. Great team. Very interested to see, though, who replaces that big three. You know, Liam Casey, massive for them. Ranked player of the year last year. And Will Matthews, I know he had a little bit of injuries issues last season. But every team goes through that. You know, we, like, Guelph had Brendan Black out with a collarbone break all last year, all the way to the semis. And Jacob Ince was dealing with some hamstring and ankle problems. So every every team has injury problems. It's part of the game. So very interested to see, though, how that goes. More veteran look for those other teams. You know, I don't really know Western's roster too well, if I'm being honest. So I don't know who they really have coming back. Obviously, we already talked about Laurier. They have McNee and Voskamp. They are a good dynamic duo. Wyatt Brown. Talk about a ball-carrying threat. He is the guy. I'll be very interested to see how he does this season. And if they... I, I don't know about Ben James. You know, I, there's... I think he might be done. I think he might be gone. But he would be a, a, a decent loss, obviously, to their... Like, a pretty big loss to their roster. He... He did well out at the the Coast to Coast Cup with the Aeros Academy. So we'll see it. That's going to be the end of this episode. The next one will be coming out closer to uh, the start of the year, heading into week one, maybe maybe during training camp. But obviously a lot can change. Um, getting closer into this year... Maybe new information comes down the pipeline and the forecast changes a bit. And that's just how it is. But as of right now, a month out, I think this is just looking on and what knowledge I currently have. I think this is is a good uh, representation on how I think the year is going to go. And I'm excited, to say the least. I think there's a lot of excitement for a lot of these guys that are coming back for another season in the OUA. And I think once week one comes around and we can recap those games, I think we'll get into the swing of things with weekly, weekly episodes covering what's going on in the men's rugby side, potentially cover the women's. I don't have as much knowledge, obviously on a lot of the women's sides, since obviously I don't play against them. But potentially keep your eyes open for some forecasts for my thoughts on the 2023 OUA Women's Rugby. We'll, we'll definitely see if I have the knowledge to take on that as well. But as of right now, we're going to stick to just doing the men's. I'm hoping to have some guests on for some of these later episodes during the year. Um, we'll see if I can get some calls in um, during the week to some guys on teams across the OUA. Obviously, I'll be at Guelph, so I'll be able to have guys come in for their thoughts heading into the season. So, yeah, that'll be it for episode two. Thanks for listening. And uh, 
We'll see you next time.